how to be awesome at being a working mom. This is one of my most requested topics and probably the one that I've put off the longest just because this is something I constantly struggle with, but I'm always trying to figure out ways to make it all work. But that's honestly what this podcast is all about. It's not about being perfect at things. It's about the journey of constantly getting better and happier and always learning. So that's what we're doing today. I'm sharing some of the hundreds of great responses I got when I posted an Instagram series asking questions about how other moms handle it all. And this podcast is a full compilation of that. There are so many small little awesome hacks in here and also some big picture concepts that I think will be really enlightening too. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to finally do this topic that people have asked for for so long, ever since I started this podcast so long ago. People have asked for this topic, and I keep saying, when I figure it out, I'll do it. (laughs) And I was actually typing that last week, and then I was like, you know what? That's the whole concept of this podcast is to always be learning and figuring things out. I, If I waited till I had it all perfectly figured out, I would never, ever do this topic. And I think it's such a big topic, and it's something that for so many of us working moms is talk, top of mind all the time. I think that most days we probably feel like we're not quite giving enough to either our work or our kids slash family slash house. And so it's something that is a real struggle. And it's so interesting the way our as our kids grow up, how it changes. And one of the things that I've found is to really self-audit and be up for changing. Like before I had my third baby, Parker, I was like finally in a groove. Both of my kids were going to, my girls were going to the same school. They were going almost the same times, like kind of nine to two thirty ish. So I would drop them off. I'd be at my desk at nine fifteen, and I would not leave for lunch. I literally would not leave until the minute I had to go for carpool, and that was my work time. I had a great rhythm down. Then the third baby really threw me for a loop and it all changes. And it's so interesting. I think that we need to be open to change, really think about when things feel off, think about what feels off and what you really want and then work backwards of how to do it. And I think things change. When my kids were littler, I think also because my girls are just a little, just about a year and a half apart. So I had two, you know, babies for a lot of the time. I was much more open to having help and babysitters or nannies help. Whereas now, or also maybe now I feel like because I've done it so much, um, it doesn't feel as overwhelming. And I also want to be with them. I want to do all the things myself, even though sometimes, you know, bedtime can be exhausting and bath can be exhausting depending on the ages of your kids. I still want to be there for it. 
And we're going to get into a whole bunch of different things. We are going to talk about babysitters, nannies, help, help with the house. For me, I think that we all just need to not judge ourselves or other people. It's weird how this is one of those kind of polarizing things is some people are like, absolutely, you know, absolutely. I absolutely need a full-time nanny. That's the only way it works. And other people are like, no way. Um, whether it is for some, it's a, a financial thing for others. It's a control thing for others. They feel like they have to do it all, you know? So we're going to get into that because I think that's a really big topic. We're also going to talk about what people have learned to automate, eliminate, delegate, and streamline to really be more efficient so we can work and be present with the kids and the family and not always feel like we have this endless to-do list and not always feel overwhelmed. We're also going to talk about how people have learned to organize their life to be the most productive through to-do list and keeping your priorities and goals kind of clear and organized so that you always feel like you are making progress forward. I think that so for so many of us who actively work outside of the home, progress is really key. You know, I heard a great Tony Robbins talk. It had to be 10 years ago. And he said, happiness is progress. And it really resonated with me because it's true. Moving forward in some way, because you know how you, even if you make progress in purging your house, maybe you reach a whole new level of organization in your home, that feels like progress. It makes you happy because you feel like you are moving forward. So we're going to talk a lot about efficiency things. And I'm telling you, this is one podcast topic that I got so much clarity because I am always reading reading books, um, listening to lots of different audio books, just about different things, not necessarily just about being a working mom, but just about parenting and balance and all that type of thing. So, but I really got the best insight by everybody's responses when I posted an Instagram story series with questions about all these different things. So many things, you know, when you just hear things that you know, but hearing someone else's perspective and the way they word it is just really valuable. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about um, how, this is the question I pose on Instagram stories. How do you make to-do lists to keep yourselves the most productive? And here are a couple of the things that, now I got hundreds of responses. I'm so grateful. And I love you guys. I love this community so much. I learned so much. So here are some, you know, I can't obviously read every single one, but um, I kind of highlighted the ones that represent a lot of the other ones and some of the things that I think will have the most impact. So I'm all about figure out your top three things you want to get done in that day and do them first because it's so easy to just get going on email and then you're kind of reactive to your day instead of being proactive. And that's what someone put here. Waking up and brain dumping. Make sure I hit three small goals daily. I love that. I love a good brain dump because I feel like even if you have way too many things to do, at least if you get it out of your mind and on paper, it's not just like spinning in your mind. Because you know sometimes when you're overwhelmed, you basically freeze because it's just too much. I think that happens to all of us. But brain dumping, I think, really helps. I personally love writing things down on paper. I like the satisfaction of checking it off. I like to be able to see it. I've done to-do lists all different ways. And I like 
paper for me because I'm constantly reviewing it and I can take it with me in my car. If I'm waiting in carpool, I can review it easier than opening up notes. But I know for some people, some people put it in their notes. Some people use their calendar in their phone. Some people do reminders in their phone, which I love setting alarms for different things if um, if it's something that's reoccurring. I'll set alarms so that I don't forget. Um, One person put, I rewrite my lists every day. Now, I don't do mine every day, but I think this is a brilliant idea. I rewrite my list every week. So usually that's on a Sunday when I go back through and organize and, and, you know, eliminate things maybe that I don't actually need to do, combine things, uh, maybe delegate things that I could have someone else help with. Another response that I love, the timer on my phone can be helpful. Sometimes I'll try to see what can be done in 30 minutes. This is so great because I think that very often we kind of just let an hour go by. And if you're really trying to be productive and trying to um, work and balance it all, every hour is so important. So I love, and I think also as working parents, we end up having just small segments of time. Okay, so you have a half hour before baths or half hour before bed, or you have a half hour before you have to pick up in an activity. So I like to have my full list and I like to set, okay, for the next 30 minutes, I'm only doing this. And it helps me not get sidetracked and then end up scrolling Instagram or you know, online shopping or something else, I say, okay, for these 30 minutes, I am writing these two email blasts for work. So that way they're done and they're scheduled and it's off my plate. I really like that segmenting out time and set the timer. Say, listen, countdown, 30 minutes. And also it helps me. I'm a big fan. If you listen to all my podcasts, you know, I love speed over perfection. And this helps me not take too long with some projects that don't need it. Like I could spend all day working on two email blasts. If I keep tweaking it, maybe I go look for images. I do a deep dive on that. I look at maybe the last emails that we've sent to make sure there's no overlap. You know, you could literally go down a rabbit hole and all these things could be good to do, but I really think sometimes good is good. Get it out and move on. Someone else put prioritize. That way, if the kids distract you from your list, the most important things are completed. This goes right along with hit your three most important things first. I think that you've got to have a priority system down in some way. I'm going to run through um, a bunch of other ones real quick. One long running to-do list and then a daily one of everything that needs to be done immediately. Love it. My Erin Condren planner and daily list. I love crossing tasks out and I do carry it in my purse. Love it. Someone else put a happy planner with a to-do list for each day. I have to write it down or it doesn't get done. I have a long master list, but I just add a few things to it daily so it's easier to get done. For chores, the home list is what I can accomplish that day. Break up the house chores by day. I really like this. You know how things can just seem so overwhelming, but if you break down like, you know, four different things you do in the house, if you do them every day, in the week, like the same day each week, I feel like it makes it so much more manageable and doesn't feel like all of a sudden you haven't attended to the house pickup in a week and it's just like a bomb went off and you're like, where do I even begin? And then you have to take a whole Saturday to do it. As far as list making goes, I love this one, right? Everything down and then organize by similar tasks and then plan a day to knock out each. 
I love this sort of like grouping method because you group all the things that are similar and then your mind's already in that mindset and then you can kind of power through them. It kind of goes along with batch working, which I love doing. Make priority lists the night before and keep a running list on hand at all times. I wrote six yeses by this because I think it's so great if you can wake up knowing your list and keep it with you. So that way when you have a down 20 minutes, you're not scrolling and you're not online shopping, you're knocking off one of those things. Someone else put on Sunday, I make a huge list of everything that I start prioritizing. I love it. Every day I have a list just for that day only. I don't do that, but I really like that. I think that's a good idea to just make yourself a more manageable list. Okay, a couple more on this topic. The most important one for me is the weekly grocery list and menu. Much easier with a plan. That is good. I like it. I think that dinners are overwhelming. And I think one of the things that people are like, that's where, you know, that's where I break down. It's the end of the day. If I don't have it planned, more on that later. I love making lists. It helps me feel organized in control of my life and holds me accountable. Someone else said, I have my daily list, weekly list, and long-term goal lists, many lists. I do too. And I think that's so key is, you know, what are the quick things? What are more of the projects? Like my projects are always things like photo books and garage organizing, things that are not a one-hour thing. It's probably something that I'll tackle and decide, okay, this week, this is the project. So I'll spend a couple hours on it per day until that big project is done. So I like having all the different lists and kind of organize that way. These are projects. Now, the only downside of that is a lot of times I never get to the projects because I'm like, whoa, 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 like don't even go that deep in the list because we got to get the daily stuff done. But if you just make a make a point of chipping away at those when you can, breaking it into a couple hours each day for a week to get it to get it knocked out, I think that's really good. Brain dumping, strategy, goal setting, short-term and long-term goals. I think that goal setting is so key, especially when our days are so busy that it's like, it's so easy to look up and be like, man, I I haven't even set goals. Like I know I'm moving forward, but like I don't even have a specific thing I'm moving forward to. I have 100% been there. So I think having your actual goals and priorities clear and organized um, is really a good thing. One funny note is, on all these questions that I asked, one person put wine as the answer to all of these. Like, how do you keep your life priorities? Wine. How do you keep organized? Wine. How have you learned to automate and eliminate? Wine. I don't know. They are, you are hilarious. If you are the one that wrote that, that is so funny. I was reading through these and I was like, oh my gosh, she put that on every single one. That is brilliant. Um, couple more things about keeping your goals clear and organized. Someone put, I write down my goals and keep them on the fridge. Love that. Someone else put, my priorities are obvious. I don't need to remind myself. Family, God, work. Love it. Review them regularly. Ask myself before I start a task if this is in line with my priorities. This one rings so true to me because sometimes I'll just keep doing things because I've always done them a certain way. And then I stop and I'll be like, listen, I only have an hour more of this workday. End of story. Does this really move me forward? Is this really in line with my goal and priorities? And if not, I just ditch it, even if I've already spent time doing it. 
Ooh, another really good one. Who needs you at that time? You can't be 100% mom, 100% wife, 100% work. You have to shift. Knowing who needs you the most, I think, is really important and not always that easy to do. I was on Heather Dubrow's podcast last week or the week before, and we were talking about this. It's not always equal the the attention you give each kid and you know your time and you know your problem solving and your love and your snuggles whatever it is it's i feel like you know like like so many things with parenting in life it's ebbs and flows sometimes one needs you so much more and you might not feel like it's that balance but then you know 2 months later the other one will need you that much more so i think that that's that's really important is going where you're needed the most for me this has helped me not sort of drop the ball on if my kids are having a specific issue or if there's something happening at school that they don't really want to talk about, but I need to spend extra time with them. So then they, you know, kind of feel comfortable um, letting me know what they're struggling with, different things like that. But I think that's really, I think it's hard for us to do, but realizing, um, you know, who needs this? And sometimes it'll be your work. Maybe you have big work goals and and the house is good, the family's good, then um, I think that we should feel okay. Don't you think so? That we should feel okay charging our work and understanding that this is so much of what will provide for our family and provide happiness and growth and fulfillment for you personally. And even if you're not with your kids every hour of the day, when you are, you're coming back full and happy and fulfilled and more patient because you know you have your own existence and work was probably important to you before you had kids and then you know it can continue to be important to you after you have kids it just obviously looks different okay next topic what have you learned to automate eliminate and delegate to streamline so many i'm telling you hundreds of people said grocery shopping and instacart which makes me very happy because I think that this is one of those things that it saves us hours. Like I am not sure I will ever step inside a Costco ever again. I just, I realize no matter what, it's a three hour adventure, uh, especially if I have my, I mean, I, listen, I find new things and discover new things and that's kind of fun, but I end up spending three times as much by just picking up things. If I have my kids, it's like 50-50 chance if I leave there like hating the experience just because they don't want to be there and, you know, big carts and grabbing everything and all the things. So that makes me very happy that so many people are doing um, automatic grocery shopping. And also it's so cool because on all these things, whether you do Amazon Whole Foods or Instacart or one of the others, it can save all your favorites. And if you really want to take the time and make your favorites, I mean, or you can just go to past purchases, but it's so easy, especially if you buy the same 20 things. Um, it just makes it so easy. Your grocery shopping can literally take you five minutes online and then, you know, 15 minutes putting them away and washing all the produce and you're done versus a good hour or if you're committing to Costco, a good three hours. Um, and I think with all that we want to do, work, be present with our families, there's just not that extra time. Or if you do enjoy going, maybe you enjoy bringing your kids and having the samples and then that's part of your time with your kids and that works too. Okay, other responses. Meal kits have been great for us. I love that. And I think, like I said, so many people stress over dinner. If meal kits work for your family, I think that's one way to take that whole thing off the table. Someone else put, I outsource everything I can. 
One of the first business books I read, I think I, I was so young, I read uh, The 4-Hour Workweek, and I learned so much from Ted Ferris about outsourcing things. I got a virtual assistant from India who I would outsource as much as I could, any online research or reports or organization of spreadsheets, I would give to her. and It was great. Uh, I really believe if you can outsource things, there are so many resources now more than ever online of people who can help you. Another response, someone else cleans. I do grocery delivery. Anything I don't have to do personally, I don't do. If you can be at the spot financially to not do things you don't want to do, I think that's it. For me, that's goals. If, you know, for certain things, Certain things I like cleaning myself and other things I prefer not to. So for me, that's really the best if I can get to that spot and stay at that spot where I don't have to do the things that I don't want to do. Another response, Amazon auto ship for all baby, pet, and paper products. I only have auto ship for like two things. I think this is brilliant and it's just, I'm all about, you know, the whole concept of decision fatigue. I'm all about removing so many decisions from your daily life because you just hit decision fatigue. It ends up being too much. So I love the auto ship idea. I need to do more of this just because figure out when it comes, if it comes too often, adjust it. So it's just less decisions and less times you have to stop what you're doing to go sit at the computer to, you know, hit go on Amazon or stop what you're doing, go to the phone and put it through. And then, you know, you've stopped what you stopped the flow of something else, whether you're reading a story to your kids or you're finishing up a report for work, whatever it is. I online shop for almost everything. Gives me time back and energy for my kids. Yes, 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 and yes. I cannot, this is the gift that COVID gave me. For my downtime and to relax, I would always pop to the mall. Like I would go to the mall at least once a week. And I liked it. Like it was kind of, you know, I like getting special gifts for people. I like seeing the new fashion. I like, you know, buying things for my kids. So I just I really liked it. But I realized that I was spending so much time. And also I was taking my kids there more than I want to. Like I don't want them looking back on their childhood thinking that they spent a majority of it under fluorescent lights in a mall when we could be outside or doing other things. But for me, I also, on the weekends after you know working hard, I want to spend time with them. But a lot of times I don't, to be honest, only want to do kid things. Like I don't want to sit at a park and push them on a swing for six hours. And so sometimes like a mall type experience can be a happy medium. Um, maybe it's more though for me now at this stage, like an outside mall. So like a lot of them have a playground or a Ferris wheel or or a carousel. So you can kind of do that. You could get a yummy coffee drink, walk around, you know, maybe do like a light shop. And then it's kind of the best of both worlds. Cause I think that, you know, we should, I think it really gives our kids a gift to not let them think that the world only revolves around them. And on the weekends, we only do what they want to do. I think it's good um, to be a balance. But I agree. I online shop for most things. And listen, I still support local businesses. And I know a lot of times, anytime I say anything about Amazon shopping, people, you know, really kind of push back or some people push back. Um, but I think no matter what, I will always support so many uh, local places. And I think so many of us are, I'm just talking about the things that make it efficient that we would be buying from kind of a big box store anyways, just making it more efficient by doing it online. Okay, more responses on this one about automating, eliminating, and delegating to streamline. Ordering food or groceries. I learned that from hearing you talk about 
how important it is all the time on your podcast. Yay, that makes me happy. Delegate tasks to the kids, like taking out the garbage, feeding the cat, etc. Another one similar to this is some of the delegating is to my kids, and I justify these as life skills and a laugh face. I love it, and I think it's so true. Someone else said laundry. Five people in our family equals one load per weekday. Everyone folds and puts away their load on their day. I think it's good for everyone to pitch in, and I think it makes kids uh, be you know more self-sufficient and confident and grow up knowing how to do some of these things. I think it's good and listen, and it helps you. At a certain age, I think that, you know, my kids are really, I'm really still transitioning them. Like if we, if I do hit the grocery store on the way home and I pop open the trunk, we all grab groceries, not just like mom grabs groceries and does all of it. I think it's good for them. Keep moving, keep going, keep working, fill your day, don't stop. Oof, this is a girl after my own heart. You know how momentum just, I don't know, like, speed just keeps you going. It's like if you stop working out for a week, it's so much harder to get back on. And I, my kids are like, you never sit sit on the couch. I'm like, yeah, I really don't. But I do. I mean, I will. Like I'll sit on the couch to read to them or something at the very end of the day. But you will never catch me on the couch anytime besides the very end of the day. Um, Just because I have so many things I want to do that I just don't stop. Because if I stop, like if I stop and eat a big meal and sit down, it's over. I'm like barely productive after that. So I love that. That's a good one. Someone else put, I hired three assistants. Well, that is, that is amazing. And that is goals. And I think that, like I said at the beginning, this should not be, I think this should be like a no judgment thing. You know, like that's fantastic. If you're able to do that, it works for you. And oftentimes, listen, help is not always as great as it seems just because nobody's you. Sometimes it can take you as much time to explain to someone how you want something um, or, you know, have them do it halfway, then you have to fix it. Like it's, that doesn't, you know, he's saying like three assistants does not always mean um, that things are smooth sailing and way easier. Sometimes it can actually be more correspondence and, and take more time. So if you can find people um, that can help you, that can really be efficient and, and make it work. That is the best. Someone else put same meal categories every week, like seafood Sunday, soup Monday, taco Tuesday. I think this is brilliant. Again, takes the decision making out of it. People, you, you know how to plan. People know what to expect. I think it's really great. HelloFresh is a game changer, customizable meals delivered, and I always know what's for dinner. I love it. Online shopping for food, gifts, and planning a month ahead. Absolutely. I've been starting to post on the first of every month what I'm planning for the month ahead just to kind of give people ideas. I think it's really fun. Instacart, I can grocery shop while sitting at activities, and it's delivered when we get home 100%. Just someone else put, just do it. It's hard to delegate, but that's why we have teams to support each other. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, I think that really the summary of all these things here is do what works for you. Consider all the automating. Someone put automate credit card and rent payments. I think that's good. Anything reoccurring should be automated. Someone else put, once I have my list, I go through it to see what's what's not a must do for this week. That's awesome. Or how about this? One step further, how about what's not a must do in general? 
Sometimes I'll have things on my list and then I'll just realize that, listen, I'm not going to get to all this. What absolutely doesn't need to be done? Like what could be maybe consolidated into something else or eliminated completely to streamline just because we can't, we can't do it. We can't do everything 110% all the time at every moment. So I think, um, you know, kind of trying to figure it out that way is, is a good way to go. Okay. We are on to the babysitter nanny assistant conversation. So the question I asked is, how do you use the help of a babysitter nanny or assistant to make it all work? The first response was, what's that? The guilt I would feel. This is such a good summary because let's think about this. So you would, you'll feel guilty having help, which I completely resonate with. For me, I've never necessarily felt guilty. It's just more like I want to be there for everything. But here's the thing. If you feel guilt for it, I would love to know, do you feel happy and fulfilled and present all the time? Because I've really found as much as I want to be there for every moment, I want to see every move, every sneeze, every new letter they write. I want to see all of it. But the thing that I've really learned is if I never have, if I, not never, if, if I rarely have time as my own human, as my own person, like I was before I had kids, you know, time with my husband, time with my friends, but even I'm talking especially about time with myself, I'm not as good as I could be. So say you're there every minute of the day, but are you present and happy and fulfilled at that at that point, if you fe- if you feel too guilty to have help, are you able to be your best self without it? I guess that would be my question. Someone else put, do what you're best at and what you want. Delegate anything else that is not in line with that so that you can do what you want. I think that's brilliant. If you can work to where you can have other people help with the things you don't love doing. Like if you don't love doing laundry, if you don't love picking up the house, if you don't love cooking, whatever it is you don't love, if you can give that to somebody else, that's key. My good friend, Heather Dubrow, gave me such great advice when my kids were really, really little. She was like, listen, don't have a nanny come and hang out with your kids while you go to Target and do all these errands if you don't want to. Figure out, and listen, this was way before all these delivery services and all this stuff. She was like, have them do that stuff, even if they don't do it quite as well or if they forget things. Don't, you know, if you if you are dying for more time with your kids, think about what you're actually doing with them versus what the people you are paying are doing. Interesting. Someone put along these lines, have the people you hire do the stuff you don't want to do. Then you spend your time with your people. Someone else said, I need to know how to find, I need to know how to be okay with house help. It's not the money problem, it's letting go of control. Someone else said, we have zero help, not sure if it's the expense or the control factor that makes it hard. And then other people say budget, not in the budget. Two working parents, three kids, all in activities. I am one hot mess mama. Someone else said, I can't afford that. Doing it all myself as a single working mom. Man, I I love this community and I love hearing from all the different people and I love stepping into different people's lives and understanding what different people go through. Two other interesting things. Coming from 
a child's perspective, my mom had a nanny from 6 a.m. to 5 p.m., but she was still present during some of those times. It was just extra hands. It's very interesting how I believe that we sometimes put how we feel on our kids as if they feel that way, but I think a lot of times they don't. Someone else said, I have a babysitter help me with virtual school every afternoon. Someone else said, use the help of a babysitter to do distance learning with my stepson during the day while I work. While if you are listening to this real time during COVID, I think that there's a lot of creative ways we can have people help us virtually and uh, help us be able to do it all. I know this is probably, if you're listening to this real time in 2020, this has definitely been the most challenging year for every working parent that I know, because for the majority of the year, we were um, somewhat involved in the homeschool process and our work, um, and nothing is more challenging than that. Mm, There's one topic I love. Okay, so how about this? Spell out additional duties so you can utilize their talents even if the kids are at school. So I really like this, talking about nannies and babysitters. So here's one of my best tips. Use, someone else put, I use babysitter for date night. Uh, Work efficiently while the nanny's at my house so I can switch to mom mode when she leaves. Okay, so all of this, this is what I think. I think that you should set the expectation. Um, and if you already have someone, you could even just have a chat. You know, things are always changing. But I think that you should kind of set an expect. So clear expectations from the start, I think, is great. And not like in a harsh way. Like in a, this is this is how I do things. I'm always moving. Like this is what I would say. I'm always moving. I'm always getting things done. So while the baby's napping, here are some things we could do. Or if you're the type that you like to leave a daily list, um, that works too. I've done both ways. I think it really depends for me on the person. Some people don't need a list and other people do need a list in order to know what to do. But utilize your people. If you are paying them, especially if you pay someone for a date night. So say you have a sitter come at 6 and you're going to be out till 11 and your kids go to bed at 7.30. After 7.30, Leave them a list, have them wrap birthday presents or anything that you need done that you don't really want to be doing, utilize them. I think that, and people are happy to do it. So many nannies um, are incredible. A lot of them, you know, have college degrees, not to say that that equals capability, but I'm just saying like there are so many capabilities and talents and life experiences, use them, even if it's just for simple stuff in the home. I think that a lot of people really have a good work ethic and want to work hard and want to be as helpful as possible. And listen, if you're paying them anyways, ask them, hey, do you mind if, uh, you know, text them ahead of time, do you mind while we're gone, after the kids go to bed, would you mind um, doing the the uh, sink of dishes and wrapping these birthday presents for my mom's birthday coming up? Done. Like things like that, just to, if you're paying them anyways, have them do the things so that you don't wake up the next day and have all these things to do when you were paying someone the night before that was kind of just sitting there. Thinking about other the like the other parts of the balance of this. So I really think that for me, my kids know that they come first, but they also know that my work is important too. Like I was kind of saying earlier, I don't want them to feel like 
they, that because I work, they get less attention or they're always waiting on me or, or things like that, which I'm sure they would say sometimes, but I want, but I, I, I want them to feel like they're my top priority because they are, but I also don't want them to feel like they're the only thing that exists in the world. Like I mentioned that, that, you know, they can just interrupt me whenever they want, or I don't, especially as they get older, I don't have to help them do everything. I want them, I want them to understand that I have confidence in them as independent people to do, you know, the things that I know that they can do, pick out their clothes for the next day, put their dirty clothes in the hamper, make their bed, like those things. I want them to feel capable and, and not just need me for everything. So I think that for me working, not only does it show that I'm my own person and, and another great conversation I had with Heather Dubrow, Oh, she brought it. She sent me the best article. This had to have been a year or two ago that it was so interesting. It was talking about how, because a lot of moms don't actually go to work or the kids don't see moms go to work, they don't think of them as working or as working as hard as the dads. And even if we don't work as long, um, we're definitely working just as hard, if not harder between all the, the house stuff and the meals and, and, you know, the baby stages and all those things. But it's very interesting because I know, like I know if you, I, I definitely think that my husband, I work differently. My husband goes and has like a nice hour plus lunch every day. And he has a bunch of his friends are sales guys in his company. So he's always around, you know, his pals too. They'll run off and, you know, go do different things or whatever. So my point is, is, you know, the kids, it's interesting how the kids can perceive work. But I always, so I think they would tell you that my husband works way more than I do, but it's definitely even if not more on my side. But listen, it all works. I just want my kids to understand that I work and I contribute and my work is is, is important and they can do the same thing, you know, knowing that they can, I'm not going to be perfect if something fails. I, I learn from it. I learn the lesson. I let it go. I move on. And um, I just think that it is a very cool thing. Like, yes, they may get a little bit, you know, it may take us a little bit longer to help them with our homework because we have to finish our thing. But I think the flip side of that, what they get from watching us accomplish things and being strong and independent and smart and figuring things out and having accomplishments is I think it really, I think it really outweighs the negative. I really do. Okay, I'm going to read some of these responses before we before we wrap this up because there are way too many good things that I'm not leaving these things on the table. Okay, so the question was, any other tips that have helped you with balance? Someone said, balance isn't achievable, but being okay with that and learning to shift priorities. Love it. Best advice, you can have it all and do it all, just not all at once, all the time. Man, I'm going to read that one again. You can have it all and do it all, just not all at once, all the time. I think that is the summary for me. I've never, ever felt really accomplished at work and at the same moment, like I was really giving everybody at home, my husband included, everything they needed. I think that we have to give ourselves a little grace and believe that you can have it all and do it all, just not all at once, all the time. So good. Not a tip, but a question. Can you break down your weekly schedule of work versus kid hours? That is a great question. So my weeks look different. And you know, it's funny because I've had quite a few people on Instagram lately say, 
I'd love to see more of what you do. Like, what is your work even like? And I realized when I'm in work mode, I'm in such work mode for the different businesses and and projects that I have going on that I'm not really documenting the process. And I would love to do more of that to kind of show because I work a ton. I work late at night. I work early in the morning. I work fast and hard while the kids are at school. Parker's only at school for three hours. And when you factor in drop off and stuff, it's only like, you know, two hours and 20 minutes. Um, so, but I work, I work a lot, but you know, no week is really the same for me. And especially coming out of COVID, everything got turned upside down. So that's that the way that I kind of do it is I make sure that I'm giving the kids what they need. And of course, you know, my husband and the house, which never is organized as much as I like it to. And then Um, I figure out my blocks of time each day that I can work. And I try to, as much as I can, build in longer stretches of time because it's really challenging for me, to be honest, to have 20 minutes here, 30 minutes here. I really need to like get in the groove of projects. Like I can really write some great content and um, plan out some things. So my main job is for Million Dollar Tan. I own a sunless tanning company that we make um, retail sunless tanners and also professional spray tanning equipment and products. So I it's a big business. We have lots of accounts and lots of things. And my, my team is amazing, but lots of things that I need to do on the daily to support that. And then, of course, I started this podcast adventure. So I record two podcasts for this channel and then one podcast for the Million Dollar Tan channel. Sometimes the podcast could take me, you know, I guess on the lighter end, an hour and a half by the time I plan it and record it and write show notes and things like that. But that's not including the time of, you know, researching and reading books, but a lot of that stuff I would be doing anyways. But then other topics, you know, if it's really like, oh, say it's an hour episode, um, it could take me a good hour to write the notes and then I could be researching it for weeks. I mean, I could easily spend four hours on a podcast just because I want to give it my all. I want to give it my energy. I want to give it all my best thoughts and everything that I've read and what experts say about it. So it's kind of like adding a whole nother job onto it and a job with set deadlines because I have to get the content to my team at certain times. And that wasn't something that I was used to as a business owner. I kind of set my own deadlines and I can adjust them and fudge them. So it's been interesting having set deadlines, like every Monday and Wednesday, Friday, there needs to be a new content, new podcast with fresh content and, um, tell my team an idea for the graphics for it and all the different things. So taking on that, um, has been, you know, a real challenge, but also an exciting challenge. I think if you ask my kids what I do, they would probably say a podcast just because they know that I'm always kind of um, writing, researching, reading, and going in to record, which is funny because that's what, you know, I've only done it for the last year or so versus my my full-time job is, you know, something I've had for so, so, so many years. So interesting for me, I'm always trying to figure out what feels right and follow that. Because I feel like looking back, I'm not going to have regrets if I just really stay in touch with how I'm feeling and the, my pulse on the family and how everybody's doing and adjusting it that way. Okay, back to responses. I always do something special every day, big or small, to put a huge smile on that face. 
I love that. I always make sure that I get my tens in and I think about what my tens would be for my kids. Like what would make them really happy? And I try not to go for the easy thing. So the easy thing is sugar, snacks, ice cream, treats. I mean, of course we, we all do that sometimes, but I try not to like make up for things with that. If that makes sense. I try to make up like, you know, not make up, but I try to spend the time with them doing, you know, games or, you know, scavenger hunt or outside activity or something. Um, sometimes I find that if I'm really working a lot, like instinct is like, let me go feed you ice cream, which I don't think is a bad thing, but just think about the root of it and like, think about your intention behind it. Kids come first. Laundry dishes will be there whenever kid time goes fast. So true. If I'm having an off day, I remind myself, quote, nothing blooms all year round. Give yourself space. Oh, this is so good. This is so true for working parents. Listen, it's hard for us to be 100% all the time. And I think that sometimes you just have an off day and you have to chalk it up to an off day. Someone put, have another kid. You are great. Thank you. That is so sweet. I will have you call my husband on that one. I am actually, I actually feel really content and happy. Um, but my husband is so like, we are so done. No chance which is hilarious. Like he does, he says it like he does the majority of the stuff. Um, but yes, he is done. So I guess we are done. Stay organized and positive and you can do a lot. That is such a great tip. My husband and I take one night a week for a date night, no matter what. Love that. If something falls through the cracks, just let it go and move on. Yes. Next one. Have your kids help with chores and make it fun and spending time together still. I think this is a great one. Sometimes we segment things so much like, oh, I got to get this done. Then I'll hang out with them. You know, maybe you're not going to have them clean the bathroom with you, but maybe you'll say, hey, come sit down. I'm not going to have you clean with me, but come sit down on the toilet and tell me a couple things um, or let's chat while we do it. I think that sometimes I get in the groove of like, oh, I got to get this done. All right, just let them play on the iPad where they can be involved too, whether it's helping or just hanging out with you while you do what you need to do. Someone else put, with COVID and working from home, I realized how important one-on-one time is for my kids. Oh, so good. Someone else put, F guilt. We are all built differently. Own who you truly are and your family will thrive. How empowering is that? I love it. I'm going to do a whole nother podcast on mom guilt because I think it is such an important topic and something worth diving into as its own topic. Someone else put yoga, meditate, wake up early and make time for me even if it's only one hour. If you listen to my podcast, you know I think that if you can get an hour in doing whatever it is that centers you in the morning before everybody wakes up, that is the best gift you will give yourself. Someone else put, go to bed early, usually 8.30. I may sleep or read. I need time to turn my mind off. I think this is so brilliant. Such a great goal. Someone else put, I work eight to nine hours per day. Having a cleaning person one time per month is a splurge over anything else. Listen, praise you. You work eight to nine hours per day and you have a cleaning person once a month. Oh my gosh, that you are a rock star. I could not do that. I swear I wake up every day trying to keep the house together and I have a three-year-old that I swear he wakes up with the opposite goal that he wants to tear down the house. I could, I just couldn't do it. I would literally drown with a one day a month help. So you are a rock star, my friend. Someone else put no such thing as balance. Everything is what it is. Just focus on one task at a time. I think that is so good. One task at a time. Just what's the next right move? 
someone else put friends, family, working out, taking a Saturday off are good things. I think so too. I sometimes will hesitate. My husband will say, hey, get a babysitter on a Saturday and let's go out and just do some stuff during the day. And I'm like, oh, but it's Saturday. You know, in my mind, I'm like, you know, that's the day that, you know, the kids are off school. They go to school all week. I want to be with them. I want to be with them every second. But I think giving yourself a pass and realizing spending time with your spouse or your friends or to get a great exercise in and not have to race home or not have to do it at 5 a.m. on a on a Saturday, I think are all really good things that we shouldn't feel guilty about. Really interesting stuff. And I think it's, it's, it's something that we all deal with so often. And we're all trying to figure out someone else put failure to balance equals a path to burnout. Someone else said, I try to tell myself that everyone has a life outside of work, taking time to have dinner with friends and family. So smart. I think it's really good. If you always entertain your children, they will always need to be entertained. Woohoo! That is a very, very good one. And one that I've really learned in the last couple years. And something like I kind of said earlier a couple times in this podcast actually is, I don't want my kids to think that they're the only thing that matters in the world. And what they want is more important than, you know, what I want or what what someone else wants in the house. I think that's very good. If your children always if you always entertain your children, they will always need to be entertained. That is a good one. And doesn't that give us so much freedom to realize that sometimes them just playing by themselves? Now it's hard. And I know gosh the the creator, I can't think of her right name right now, the 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 girl who created Scandal. Incredibly talented. I don't know. It escaped me. It's it is currently 12 14 a.m. It is past midnight, but I was like feeling this podcast. I wanted to record it this minute. So I cannot remember her name, but I remember that she said anytime her kids ask to play with her, no matter what she's doing, she stops and she plays with them. And I love this. I think the flip side of it though is sometimes it's okay to say, you know, I have to finish this, but you can play You can play by yourself. You can do some creative play, set out some toys for them, finish your stuff, and then give them your attention. I think that's totally okay too. And it kind of goes back to the point that I just read that sometimes um, kids have to learn to entertain themselves. And I think it's actually, you know, a gift you can give them to make them do it. Someone else put set small tasks for yourself each day and give yourself grace if stuff doesn't go as planned. Isn't that the truth? With work and with kids, I feel like more days of mine than not don't go as planned. Someone has a runny nose. Someone doesn't feel well. Someone is, you know, upset about a friendship or there's a problem in the house and we need the exterminator. I mean, I feel like so many days go sideways. So I think that's really true. Giving yourself grace. How many times do we go to bed and we're like, what did I even accomplish today? Because we're running so many things. And I think also, to be honest, so many things fall on mom. You know, if someone's sick, oftentimes, not in every family, and I don't mean to generalize at all or stereotype at all. I'm just trying to, you know, speak in general terms to kind of relate and appeal to the most people. But a lot of times, like I know for me, my husband had major heart surgery. I I was completely with him. You know, then he gets up and goes back to work and and I'm like, you know, oh my gosh, I got to regroup all my stuff too. I, you know, had three babies and then, you know, some complications during recovery and things. It's just crazy how so often as women, our lives stop to take care of ourselves or other people. And it's not always the same with men. So I think that giving ourselves grace 
is huge. A couple comments involve your partner or husband as much as you can. A good husband and partner is key. I think that's great if you start them early. Give them things to do, even if you know they're not going to do it as well. Show them once and then have them help you with little things. Heather and I always say like, well, we trained our husbands the wrong way by doing, no, 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 I'll do it. Oh, you sit down, I'll do it. I got this, I'll do it. Whether it's for the kids or the house, but we've trained them to not help us. So we can't get mad that them when they don't help us. So I think that if you can, because both of our husbands are awesome and capable and you know, rock stars at what they do, but we've trained them like, no, 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 I got this. I think partially because we want them to feel like kind of the king of the house. We want to pamper them and take care of them, but also we want things done our way and we kind of want to control how it's done. But I think it's a good thing if you can involve your partner or spouse, especially if if you are putting in quite a few working hours and they're working too, there's no reason why a lot of the things shouldn't be divided up. I think it's really great. Someone else said, having a definite start and end time for work and personal hours and sticking to it. This is so hard to do. Like I told you, it's past midnight and I am recording this podcast and I have told myself that my workday ends when my kids kind of are done. So I mean, I I try to have my workday end at three when I pick them up from school, but then if they go to activities or things like that, then I'll definitely get another couple hours in. So I'm terrible with this, but I need to be so much better. Have a definite start and end time and stick to it. That is such a good one and such a good way to kind of wrap up this podcast. I think that there is so, that in this podcast, I really hope that you took a bunch of great tips and maybe even took some notes and had some great takeaways because I'm so grateful for all of these great thoughts that people shared. And I know I've learned so much and things that I'm going to implement and ways that I'm going to kind of adjust and um, adjust what I do, adjust how I see things, make sure I make enough time for myself, really be tuned in with who needs me or what needs me the most, focusing on one task at a time, trying to go to bed earlier, making sure we do a date night every week. I love one night, date night, one night out with friends, although sometimes two nights out can kind of feel like a lot and two babysitters and stuff like that. So some version of that or whatever works for you, getting in your tens every day and trying to do something special with your kids every day, something that you know is a 10 for them. It could be making a smoothie together or you know, doing relay races outside or kicking a soccer ball, whatever it is, you get in your tent and then help your kids get in their tents. Prioritize, outsource things, get help, automate your groceries. Don't uh, let yourself fall into judgment and mom guilt. If you need help and you feel good with it, go for it. If you don't, if you want to do it all on your own, do it. But then automate, eliminate, and delegate so you're not always overwhelmed and you do have time because what's the point? You know, a lot of people, we say we don't want help, but then we're so overwhelmed when we're with our kids, we're, you know, we're not even, we're not even like giving off the vibe that we want because we've taken on too much and sometimes more than one mom can physically handle, even though we're all awesome rock star workers and moms and and sometimes spouses. But listen, we need our downtime too and time for ourselves. And I think that we should 
really make sure that we're prioritizing the things that are important to us for our daily happiness so we can focus on our goals, big and small, and show our kids that we can work and we can um, produce things and we can we can work and we can also take care of them. It's not a negative thing. It's an empowering thing to show them how much we're capable of, how much they're capable of, and that's what makes the whole family work. I think it's just, it's a very valuable thing. So if you feel guilty about missing some minutes with your kids, think about the great value that you're showing them by you being able to do so many things and being great at so many things. And I think if we don't tell our kids that we feel guilty, they don't even think of it that way. They just know what they know. They don't live in any other house. They don't know, you know, a direct comparison of what it's like to have a mom who doesn't work. So don't act like you feel guilty. Spend great time with them when you do. And then when you need to work, you need to work and you don't need to apologize for it. I think that we can we can do all the things, but what was the what was the best summary I love? You can have it all, just not all at the same time. Thank you so much for listening. Please tell me what you think. My Instagram is at Lindsay's Cloud. I would love to talk to you and continue this conversation. There are definitely more podcasts to come on this topic because it is a very big topic and I love talking about it. I love sharing and I love learning and I love growing with you. So Thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of this community and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.